podcasting from a town called Manalapan, New Jersey. This is That Oneness Guy, a podcast covering the many aspects and elements that embody oneness. I am your host, Danny Rongo. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, whenever you're listening to this. As an author, playwright, singer-songwriter, and activist, I am spreading my message of oneness, as you know, basically to anyone who will listen. And okay, first, as always, for those who are not aware, my book, the book that these podcasts derive from, which is called I Am God and So Are You, My Friend, A Common Man's Guide to Oneness, with my thanks to my publisher, Balboa Press of Hay House, is available everywhere. You can find it on all your favorite book websites or just visit my website for my book, which is IamGodBook.com. And as always, as you know, the song that you heard just for this intro of this podcast and all of my music can be found on my website, dannyrongo.com, iTunes, Amazon, or any of your favorite music apps and sites. And as you know by now, I will also close out this episode with another quick clip of the song, so stay tuned. But let's get back to podcasting. You are listening to episode number 22, an interview with spiritual author and life coach, Raymond Posh. So now before I introduce you to this fine man, and someone I am honored to call my friend, let me tell you a little about him. Raymond Posh is the founder of Live Your Success LLC, where he is a personal success mindset trainer, a writer, speaker, and a student of personal and spiritual growth, and a spiritual teacher. He is the author of Wisdom Thoughts blog, which you can find on his website, raymondposh.com. He is the host of the very popular spiritual podcast called Spirituality Beckoning, which you can find friends on any and all of your podcasting sites. And he just recently launched an internet radio show called Be Empowered, Be Inspired, which is found on newsforthesoul.com. Some of you may have heard Raymond's show just last week, as yours truly was his featured guest. <laughs> and finally, he is the author of an outstanding spiritual book, my friends, which we will be talking about today called Awakening to Wholeness, How to Live Consciously, Creatively, and Abundantly. So, my dear friends, without any further ado, I would like to introduce you to my good friend in oneness, Raymond Posh. Hello there, Ray. Hi, Danny. Well, thank you very much for having me on your show. Absolutely. How are you doing today, okay? I am doing great. Yes, I've had all kinds of things going on today, but now I'm focused on this program and um, going to be able to answer your questions. Well, that's awesome because I think we need the reprieve as, as we've spoken about like in the past, right, to like get away, especially from what's going on throughout the world with this, with this pandemic, to have these kind of talks. Like basically I can sit and talk to you all day and night because we're kindred spirits like that. But for our friends and listeners out there, it's always a blast just to hear someone's, someone else's perspective, if you may, aside from my own, which is why I absolutely welcome you. I love your book. I love what you've been talking about. It was a blast to be on your, on your show just last week, and I look forward to everything that you do. So, um, so let's get right into it. Like I said, the book, my friends, uh, if I do post this video of it, here it is right here. Okay, if you can see that, it's called Awakening to Wholeness, and it's a great spiritual insight 
to wholeness. What I'd like to ask Raymond about first is um, two of the specific early chapters. Uh, one is, is actually, it's called What is Wholeness, Ray? And that includes uh, the law of wholeness. And then from there, if you'd like to expand upon what actually comes before that in the book, which is the three fundamental principles. So why don't you give my listeners, Ray, a nice overview, like how do you describe wholeness and just give us the wholeness 101, if you may. I will. I hope you don't mind if I digress a little bit first and tell Absolutely you not, my a friend. Little, Absolutely not. I'll tell you my story because, and, and I presume that you've read it in the book, but uh, I was not always into spirituality. I started out in a, uh, went to a very technical college, uh, basically an engineering school. Mm-hmm. And I was really focused on science and math and that kind of thing. And uh, didn't think too much about uh, spirituality, except I had been raised a Catholic, a good part of a good Catholic family. At one point, I even thought about becoming a priest, but uh, decided I like girls too much and uh, I wouldn't go that route. You and I both, my friend. (laughs) And um, and and so uh, actually, I there was a point in my freshman year at college when I uh, decided I really didn't believe in religion, and I chose to be a non-believer. And I was very happy with that choice for a long period of my life. Uh, you know, I think it was twenty twenty some years, and. I had a spiritual event, or what I call a spiritual event, happen to me that uh, really uh, struck me and made me stop and kind of rethink what I believed about the universe. And um, and, and just real quickly, what, what happened was I went to a bookstore opened up a book that looked kind of interesting to a random page and there was my name and I was so flabbergasted because I did not know that I was quoted in this book Um, it I had just a very powerful feeling that uh, the intelligence in the universe was w- trying to get my attention trying to tell you say, something right there's more to the universe than uh, you're thinking about right now and maybe you should think about that a bit and that what that led me to do was um, dive into spiritual exploration in depth mm-hmm. uh, and I really I wanted to explore it very broadly and you know and not tie myself to any particular approach to spirituality um, and I, but I wanted to answer, answer the question, you know, I, I didn't believe prior to that, that there was a personal God that would reach out to me, try to get my attention. Uh, and so I was just looking for a broad kind of answer about what, uh, you know, a little bit about how the universe works and what is that intelligence and how can I relate to it? And so about the next 
15 years, I was just an avid reader of spirituality books, listening to audio programs, mm. uh, occasionally going to some live event. You know, someone suggested I go to a satsang uh, and that type of thing and, and listening to spiritual teachers. Um, and I, I eventually arrived at answers. And uh, some of those fundamental answers are what you referred to as the three fundamental principles uh, yeah. in my book. And the three fundamental principles in my book are that one consciousness is a central principle, as far as I could tell in all my research, that, uh, and that's what religions call God and, and uh, uh, many people refer to it by many different names, but I, I really saw it as one consciousness um, and that we, our individual consciousness is, is a part of that. Mm -hmm. So uh, it is, you know, what some people call the essence of being, uh, but it is, is what religious people call God and even what spiritual, but not religious people. Like I think yeah. you and I fall into that category. Uh, you know, I, I call it God or the universe or let me uh, close down a uh, couple things here. So we don't have any dings. Yeah, going it's okay. On. Go right ahead. Not a problem. <laughs> And I love what you said there, because there's so many different ways for people to relate to what you're saying in regarding that one essence, that one being, yes. like you said. And, but it is the one essence that when you and I talk about oneness, that is the essence of that oneness. And it entails, in, in my belief, it entails all of life and all of existence. And exactly. I, you know, you might have noted the point that I made in there that uh, it's my view and my understanding that the physical realm, what we call reality, exists within that one consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's not two separate things, you know. It's not, we think in, term, in, in terms of how we look at the world in terms of duality, but if we really go into it, then it's, we can get. It's all within the same. Yes. It's all within the same reality. Yep. The second uh, fundamental principle uh, I called wholeness and wholeness is saying then that everything that is, and you and I and every person and er really everything is a part of that one wholeness. It arises out of one consciousness, but um, there's more to it than that. And I, I, you know, I'm going to get much more into it um, to answer your question. Wholeness, it comes, the word whole, W-H-O-L-E, or wholeness is a form of that, um, arrives from at least two different words. Hail in English, which means healthy and whole and and healthy and strong, mm -hmm. and holy, which could be uh, 
interpreted as, as connected to God or one with God. Uh, it is really recognizing that there is a greater wholeness. And a, so a, a person, if that person is holy, is one with God. It is one, they're a part of the one whole. If you don't mind, I want to interject here because I sure. love this quick little uh, paragraph in that wholeness section, what you said, and then I'll ask you to expand upon it. Okay. It takes spiritual development and awakening to discover the wholeness underneath the surface of life. First of all, I love how you worded that. And then you go on to say, and unfortunately, most religions tend not to guide the average follower towards an awakening that would enable a true understanding yes so um now if you want yeah i was going to ask like because i know that one of your foundations of your teachings uh, you know is the difference between spiritualities and religions and like what you alluded to about your upbringing as and like how you just naturally I guess, uh, moved away, if you want to say it in those terms, from religion for these reasons. But these are just some of the things, because I totally agree with what you're saying there. You know, because that's the truth that most, most religions, Raymond, like as we know, tend not, you know, to use your words, tend not to guide the average follower towards that kind of awakening. Yeah, so they, religions don't talk about that we are one with God, or at least... Uh, Christianity. No, definitely not. It, it doesn't serve their purpose, right? That's right. Uh, so that, uh, that's definitely what I'm getting to. Uh, and um, what I do know is that they're, they're like within Christianity, there is an esoteric branch of Christianity that does explore that kind of thing in much greater depth. Mm-hmm. But the, basically Christianity does not teach that to the to the followers and they do not talk about it in the sermons or the you know the teachings yeah, um, yeah. and there's and there's obvious reasons for that my friends out there listening in but uh that's a whole different conversation raymond touch on the word and the meaning behind when you say flow okay yeah so the third principle that i thought was really central and key to understanding universe and life uh, is flow, and it is um, the flow that we observe in life, the flow that we observe in our own life, but really in life all around us, because we see that it's not it's not static. Everything is moving. Everything is changing, and uh, the way I think of it is that it is arises f- from the physical realm manifesting or unfolding from one consciousness. Mm. And the, the reason that God or divine or the universe, whatever we choose to call it, wants life to unfold is to experience life, to experience something more than the absolute, you know, perfection of, yeah, of not having a, the physical life. And it is through, through life and through that unfolding, we experience a flow and that is creation. It, mm. 
it is the continuous process of creation. Mm. So uh, that's important because if uh, if we didn't have flow, nothing would happen. <laughs> yeah. And I love how you worded here. I'm going to jump in again. Okay. Life in its broadest sense is a visible and observable flow, a process, a dynamic and physical unfolding of something that is not in itself visible being, which is, which is pure consciousness. I love that there, Raymond, because that's, that's how I envision, you know, like when I think of the word flow, I, I look at it from real primitive, like uh, background. Like to me, I just think of like how like a river flows mm -hmm. naturally. Mm -hmm. I don't see any um, inhibitions, if you may, when I, when I think of the word flow. I think of natural progression, to your point, creation, Okay, yep. but more of just from a natural essence, which you said, and I agree with wholeheartedly that it stems from our source. But flow to me, it just gives me that calmness, like we always hear, and like I don't know if we've ever spoke about before how Wayne Dyer would always use the old adage that uh, he would say, "Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, merrily, 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 merrily." Life is but a dream, but he gives you. You know, like he paints a picture of something that's easygoing, and right. that's how I know that he always included the word flow. Like, life is supposed to flow, it's not supposed to be a, a, a hardship, it's not supposed to be these struggles. It's supposed to, like you say, you just picture something flowing, yes, absolutely. Right? And I, I agree with that. And that, you know, if we are fully in tune with, um, with one consciousness with oneness then it should not be a struggle we yeah. should flow with it and we should participate in the co-creation of life of our life and um and let that be a joy right that, you know if we talked about uh the ideals of what life should be and let's see, in Wayne Dyer, uh, he talks about living a life of inspiration. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what he was talking about. Yeah. To, to always being open to that inspiration that will come to us if we all allow it. Right. You know, and most of us don't allow it because our mind is too busy with churning thoughts and uh all of that too and, much too much going and we on, believe yeah. that we can't have it anyway yeah. so we have to learn that that's not true that we are a part of oneness one consciousness one creative process and uh and then really if if we get really in sync with that then mm -hmm. Life is joy. We yes, see it. Yes, absolutely. It's fun. Hey, man, this is the life that I want to create. This is, and it, and it should flow. All right, I'm going to move up here. Um, I was drawn to this next chapter because I've used the word quite often in my presentations, and that is your chapter called The Choice of Knowing. Okay. Now, I define the word knowing as something stronger than a belief. To me, a knowing is an internal conviction. Now, unlike a belief where there is naturally some amount of doubt attached to it, to me, a knowing has none. I use, I was just an example, Raymond, of, of riding a bike. Like, although I haven't ridden a bike maybe in years, 
I don't believe I can ride a bike. I know I can ride a bike. Now, that's how I have relayed uh, a knowing to my friends and, and, and listeners here. Tell us how you apply knowing to your message of wholeness. Okay, and I, I agree with your, uh, your definition. So um, at a fundamental level, I talk about knowing as uh, getting beyond monkey mind, getting beyond thinking. I love that, beyond monkey mind. And uh, tapping in to the knowing that we can have if we connect to, to our consciousness, the one consciousness. It, uh, you know, it, one consciousness, if you think about it, once you begin to understand that, it explains how psychic phenomena work or can work. It explains where intuition comes from. It explains where inspiration comes from. Mm-hmm. All of that comes from one consciousness and the fact that we are, in our essence, we are a part of one consciousness. So we can tap into a true knowing of truth that mm-hmm. is beyond doubt. And so uh, in the book, I focused, uh, I think, really a, a lot on intuition and inspiration. But, you know, beyond that, it is really tapping into infinite intelligence and opening up to knowing what is, or you could even say what what is behind you know the the workings of the universe right you know if i if i want if i'm asking the question you know how do i understand something that's happening in in my life or in the world i should be able to reach into in infinite intelligence and receive those answers yeah and and when you do develop that relationship to the infinite, uh, you can experience that. I love how you like kind of summed it up here in this one sentence. I love it. It says the choice of knowing is a decision and commitment to know yourself and know life, to live life as an integrated human being and to evolve to fulfill your destiny. Because you also mentioned integration throughout this chapter too, so I guess that's mm-hmm. how you're tying that in as as an integrated, like to live life as an integrated human being and to evolve yes. to fulfill your destiny. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, um, knowing. You know, I think it, probably in in every religion, there's some aspect uh, where they do talk about knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that you can connect to the infinite and achieve some knowing, but you know, I don't, I don't think they they teach you how to do that exactly. Uh, except Which they don't. You know, you know, per, perhaps you can come to know through prayer, or you know, I, I would say through meditation. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm reading here, you also say begin by being open. And having the intention, mm-hmm. you know, people need to know. I always revert back to the 
to the old dyer saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And that applies to something like you're saying here. We have to be ready to, to receive and, and to even know that we do have this knowing as you're, as you're talking about here. Right. Right. Yeah. It, um, there's a lot of aspects to it. I mean, uh, you know, I touch on uh, forgiveness and, and letting go in there where, you know, the expression and I, and Wayne Dyer used it, uh, let go and let God. Yes. Um, that is about opening to the flow of life and to the knowing um, in, in at least in some regards. So all of, all of, all of what I describe as wholeness is all interrelated. You know, you can really begin to see that it's all one thing. It's one great whole. Yep. It is, it is an integrated thing. We're uh, a part of that. And, um, uh, and there's a beauty to it. And by the way, I, uh, I don't know if I fully answered your question on knowing yet, but I do. Um, you had asked, uh, you had mentioned what is wholeness. And, um, you know, there are many different answers that I can give to wholeness. One answer, very, the simplest answer is, it is the love of the whole of life. Mm. It is the love of oneness, in other words. Yes. Of, of reaching out and connecting to it. Um, it can get much more complicated than that, but that's one perspective. Now, wholeness and oneness, as I've been alluding, are very closely related, but I, I do make some distinctions that wholeness uh, involves uh, some more uh, qualities or aspects that we may not readily think about or talk about with oneness. Mm -hmm. It does involve the aspects of being healthy in all aspects of life, you know, not just some people use wholeness to mean healthy physically, or maybe if they're more advanced, it's healthy physically and mentally and understanding that there is a body mind uh, integration. Mm -hmm. And some people may understand this spiritual aspects as well but so i think of all of those when i talk about wholeness and when i i actually went through a process of um it came to me one night that i was to experience wholeness in myself ex explore wholeness and uh, do what I could to bring wholeness into the world. Mm. And um, so I very much explored the spiritual aspects of that. And I, I went through a process of awakening as I began to learn what it was. And I was going to ask you, like, was that your aha moment? Would it, you say? It was one of my aha moments. Oh, yes. Okay, good. I had, I'd say many different aha moments. Yeah, or Satori. Uh, but I, the, the name of my book, Awakening to Wholeness, does um, actually end up describing some of my awakening process. Well, that's awesome. All right. I want to, this here, I especially love this next chapter here, Raymond, um, because in it, 
you discuss an idea and a process that I am personally so intrigued by and I've been studying uh, for a while now, and that is uh, the term manifesting. Um, so I obviously like to my listeners, I, I like to talk about it a lot. I, I like reference to so many ways that we can begin to tap into what we manifest everything from we hear from from obviously Wayne Dyer but uh like someone like Abraham a spirit guide so why don't you tell my listeners how manifesting is applied within the law of of wholeness okay so the law of wholeness um says that we are part of one great whole of existence of life there is a flow to that that arises from a continuous process of creation. And we can participate in that creation or actually through co-creation in, in working in partnership with the universe or God or spirit. Um, so that's what manifest, manifesting based on the law of wholeness is all about. It very is very much is in agreement with the law of attraction. You know, everybody, you know, the two terms, law of attraction and manifesting, seem to go totally hand in hand. Yes, they do. And and um, th- there are universal laws, and the law of attraction is one of those. And it says that, uh, I guess one summary of it would be that what we think about most of the time, we attract into our life. There, It has an energy and a frequency, and we attract uh, to us things that have a like energy and frequency. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there is a law of wholeness. Now, I don't hear uh, many people, even many spiritual teachers talk about the law of wholeness, but it says that we, to fully manifest what we want, we must understand that there is this wholeness uh, to life and wholeness to existence. And what that what it tells us is that we must think beyond our selfish self, just pure selfish thinking, and know that we must serve the whole. And Wayne Dyer talks about that a lot. And actually, so did Deepak Chopra talked about it in the Seven Spiritual, Seven Laws, Spiritual Laws of yeah. Success. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it says that the more we connect to the whole of life and align with the whole of life, the more successful we'll be, the happier we'll be, the more we'll produce what we want. So uh, that's kind of one way of summarizing it. In the yeah. book, in the book, I gave a bunch of different definitions. Well, to- there's there's your seven basic steps. And yeah. uh, I wanted to ask you about a few of them okay. that actually stood out to me. Okay. Uh, num- and, 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 these, and these seven steps do, you know, connect a lot with what other people say with 
about the law of attraction. Well, I think that the third, speaking of the law of attraction, is uh, very significant to say the least, especially when you talk about the law of attraction. You say, intend the results you desire and visualize them as coming into your being now, not at some vague time in the future. You need to feel your desire. Yes. So there's been countless numbers of, of messages over time who have, who have used those uh, words to one degree or another to yeah. say that it's not just as important to, to think something. You have to feel as if the manifestation has already taken place. You have to, That's right. you have and to it, live that. Uh, there's uh, some interesting quotes, which I don't have handy, even that, uh, from the Bible that say that same yeah. that you must believe that, and, and I don't recall if it uses the word no, but you must know that it is coming into your experience. Mm-hmm. Right, that's that, beautiful. Because as soon as you put it, I will create it, you're, you're actually creating a barrier. You're, you're saying you don't have full faith. Because you're putting something into not. a future time by saying I will create it. Right, right. So, you have to, that's where the I am mantras come in, in right. handy with stuff like that. It, but, it, it allows you to say that I'm living something yeah. right now. As well, let me to, say, say this, and, and you can probably appreciate this. I, you know, if I were to write this book today, and I actually, I, I wrote significant parts of it uh, quite a long time ago. I, I, between 2014 and 2016, I had most of it done, and then I finished it in 2018 <laughs> um, and published it uh, myself. But um, if I were to write this Today, I would say some different things because I've learned more. And you and I both agree that learning and growing is just so important and it's a continuous process. It's an evolution, correct. um, In the book, I spelled out seven steps and I can run through these real quickly. Um, But I also know that uh, you can define the basic process of manifesting with just a couple of key steps or points absolutely but, but the more you dig into it though there's nuances that cause you to have to add understanding and that's what these steps are adding understanding gotcha. so the first step is you must get clear about the results you want to create that's very true the clearer you can be about what you desire the more clearly you communicate that to one consciousness Mm-hmm. when you're vague and fuzzy about it and say, I want to be rich or I want to be wealthy. Well, that doesn't tell the universe too much because how the heck are you defining rich or wealthy? You know, yeah. is, that, is that X amount of money or is that uh, a full spectrum wealth of money and health and relationships and uh, the work that we do, et cetera. So, you have to get clear. Yeah. Second, second, connect to the wholeness. Um, and th- this is probably very different than you would hear from anyone else. I said, connect to wholeness by thinking of the world as inside your consciousness. When it's inside your consciousness, it, it is one with. So you are connecting fully to the creative process is what I'm saying. In other words, 
The third step, intend the results you desire and visualize them as coming into being now. Which is what, that's the one that I mentioned for anyone following along. Okay. Uh, And it is important though, that the more strongly you feel your desire, the, the stronger the message is to one consciousness that this is what I want. Uh, again, exactly. it's, and, but it is important not to just think it. You must feel it at a feeling level. That is, connects more closely to uh, the essence of life and the process of creation. Raymond, That's, I'm going to jump in here if you if you don't okay. mind because I really want to get to living abundantly. But um, okay. your your fourth, fifth, and 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 sixth steps. Uh, if you just want to just read, maybe like the uh, first couple of words from from each one because I want to get to living abundantly. Okay, so fourth is feel love and gratitude. Gratitude is very important because it puts you in harmony with abundance. Okay, fifth. Take appropriate actions. Some people misunderstand the law of attraction and think that it's it's just going to happen. Thinking process only. Yeah, no, no you have to do. You still something. have to put it into motion by taking appropriate actions. Mm-hmm. Sixth, move into a, a state of oneness, and that's basically saying, "I trust." in the creative process Mm -hmm. let it be so so be it is what you'll hear some people say and then seventh surrender to the process of creation um you know you you don't create yourself you don't create uh the beating of your heart or uh or money you let the whole process of creation create those things. So it's surrendering to surrendering that. to let, let that happen. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, like I said, this next topic here continues to be uh, a joyful work in progress for me and for many of our listeners, I'm sure. And that is, and that is regarding uh, your chapter entitled living abundantly mm-hmm. because that's all right. It's a great follow-up to, to what we just discussed regarding manifestation this would eventually lead to living abundantly. So tell us how awakening to wholeness can enhance the abundance within our lives. Okay. I, um, I can say many things and uh, I'm not going to read what I said necessarily in the book. And I, I may say some things that I didn't say in the yeah, book. I have some stuff but, highlighted here too that jumped out at me, me, but go ahead. Let, let me begin with the point that there's a huge belief in the world in the paradigm of scarcity. And this, that paradigm is a, a belief that I would say is not based in truth. If you look at the, at the world and if you look at the universe, everything that you can really see about it if you really are broad-minded and and look at the whole of what is out there, the universe is abundant. And I believe that it can create and does create anything that is needed. It can create 
Uh, it can answer all of your questions. It can solve all of your problems and it can provide all of the abundance that you need, but you have to open to a new paradigm of abundance. You have to allow it to be abundant with you. And then you must believe that you can co-create in that process all of the abundance and the specific kinds of abundance you want in your life. The love relationship that you want, the money that you want, the health that you want. And you must look at it that way. You must look at the full picture of life. Not, exactly. So it's not just money. You need much more than money in your life. You need everything that's good. Health, and there is wealth. an abundance of exactly. good things if you allow them to come to you. And when you talk about a scarcity paradigm, we know where that stems from. That stems from just um, separation or separation. people yes. believing they are, they are not connected to their source. So then they're actually limited and they uh, come from a foundation of lack as opposed to abundance. And what we know, especially what I preach about in, in oneness is that when we understand that we come from that source, that source, whatever you call that, that source is abundance. There is no mistake in anything else for that. So that's to your point that we have to know first that we come from abundance. So that means we're abundant, just like everything else in our sources. So why shouldn't I have access to it? Right. Right. And, exactly. you know, and, um, I will say though that I, you know, I, uh, I arrived at that conclusion many, many years ago, but it still took me a long time to begin to learn to, uh, get past other beliefs and other paradigms programming that we built have built into us as we grow up and experience life. You know, it's not just enough to conceptually understand that the universe is abundant. We have to experientially understand yeah. that it is abundant. And we have must, um, we must trust, you know, we really must learn to trust in the universe's ability to give us all the good that we desire and to know that we are worthy. Many people believe they're not deserving. They're not worthy of abundance. And that's and, from that scarcity and lack. That's right. And that's so where they're coming from. All of that programming, all of those paradigms, we have to uh, learn and reprogram our thinking. And really, we can do that if we spend more and more time tapping into our being, not just our mind thinking thoughts. Mm -hmm. We do have a, um, what Barbara Marks Hubbard calls a deeper mind of, that's where all the abundance and solutions are, but we must learn to connect to that just like sure. we have to learn to connect to oneness and our source. You know, like I love how you say here too, like in your second to last paragraph of that chapter, choose to make yourself and your life better by choosing to make you, which includes your context, the environment and social units around you better. Do that mm -hmm. in your thoughts, your intentions, your words and actions. 
do that with love because love means acceptance, caring for and acting on behalf of the objects of your love. It all comes back to just that understanding. But yes, and uh, that is something though that I I uh, really talk about a lot in the book and in about uh, most of my spiritual teaching. I don't think I've used the words uh, much here today, but uh, choosing or choice making. Um, is something that's very important. And I have a whole chapter on conscious choice making. And in fact, mm -hmm. I kind of, ha I have several chapters about conscious choice making. Um, that is a part of that process of really connecting into the process of co-creating. Uh, we must make the choice of what we want. That is, and, and we must do it at the level of belief that we believe we will create what we want to come back to your uh, words of belief um, wow. and knowing, knowing uh, e even beyond belief. Uh, so choosing every one of the kinds of things that we want in our life, we help make that happen by choosing that. We choose abundance, choose happiness, choose good things in right. life, you know, live a life of no struggle. I have an entire chapter in the upcoming book just called choices. And ah, it's, it's okay. about that because, you know, because that's how, right. that's how, you know, like important it is uh, in our, in our journey here. But um, and, listen, and Raymond, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the subtitle of the book is how to live consciously, creatively and abundantly. And if you really explore those three words, it's really about uh, connecting to our, to one consciousness and choosing to participate in that connection. Well, that's beautiful. So listen, my friends, again, um, I'm speaking here with spiritual author and life coach, Raymond Posh. Here is the book right here. Take a note of it. Take a snapshot of it. If you're seeing this, it's called Awakening to Wholeness. How to Live Consciously, Creatively, and Abundantly. This is Raymond Posh. Raymond, why don't you tell everybody uh, for one last time how to get in touch with your works, where to find you, and then I'm going to be wrapping this up. Okay. I am a life coach, uh, a spiritual life coach. I, um, I think since you looked at, may have looked at some of my websites, uh, Danny, I just made a major update to reflect some so of the, too, I'm now... A certified life coach uh, in the dream building program and the life mastery programs. Um, and I am a life mastery consultant. Uh, that is through uh, Mary Morrissey's organization, which is Brave Thinking Institute. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm a life coach. You can uh, find out about uh, the life coaching that I do at liveyoursuccess.com. And you can listen to my podcasts at Spirituality Beckoning. I do also have a radio show on the internet on um, newsforthesoul.com. My show is called Be Empowered, Be Inspired. And Danny, thank you so much for having me on your show here today. I'm enjoying talk, talk, talking about my uh, book and answering your questions and giving you much, much more I hope. And um, but thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure, uh, and, Raymond. 
And by the way, I really appreciate what you're doing as well. Uh, you and I are, are putting out the word about oneness and our teachers of that. So uh, definitely keep up the good work there. Thank you, my friend. And uh, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I'm calling that oneness guy. This has been episode number 22, an interview with spiritual author and life coach Raymond Posh. If you like what you've been listening to, please take a moment to subscribe to this feed, either on my website, which is dannyarango.com, at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of your uh, podcast sites, or you can go to my um, courtesy of Buzzsprout, I should say, which is my home for my podcast and just search for that oneness guy. I also have uh, recently, I like to tell you guys out there listening that I just started posting vlogs recently, as you know, is their video log. So check them out. You can find all of these vlogs on my YouTube page. I'm having a lot of fun doing them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm basically just talking off the cuff, but um, I'm keeping them just to under 10 minutes in length. So by all means, check it out. And uh, as always, please remember that the song you heard on today's episodes and all of my music can be found on iTunes and anywhere that you stream or download music. I ask you to please follow me on my YouTube, LinkedIn, and blogger pages so you can stay in touch with all things oneness and especially my book. That is, again, I Am God and So Are You, My Friend, A Common Man's Guide to Oneness, which you can find on the website, which is just IamGodBook.com. And speaking of books, just a quick update here is that I have now uh, completed my next book, which is going to be called The Ways of Oneness, Helping to Navigate Life. And uh, I'm in the process right now of just, uh, just doing some like kind of cleanup here before I ship it out to my publisher, Balboa Press. So again, uh, Raymond, thank you so much for your time and your insight. I love it. It was absolutely great. And again, friends, please look up his book buy this book, Awakening to Wholeness, okay, by Raymond Posh. So once again, my friends, my name is Danny Rongo. Please look for my next show. And until then, I send you as always, peace, love, light, and continued oneness. Namaste.